0: Welcome to a workplace. I haven't punched anyone at work. What happens when someone says you were giving him googly eyes? I only wear tight, see-through t-shirts. How much do you compromise to get what you want? Moms who work are just parenting two times. This is like modern work. Well, you could give the job to him, but I'll do it for less.
1: That's sexual harassment. Sorry I'm not wearing makeup. This is just how I
0: look. Working (laughs) and having a vagina. (laughs)
1: Sorry, I didn't even check if you were ready. I just, let's just go.
0: Here I am. Here you are. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) You're doing the shoulder squishing laugh I'm in a
0: ball, like a cannonball. Yeah? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah. um... Your body language says otherwise, but... (laughs) I think the unspoken part is... Considering all things. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> there you go. I'm
0: feeling good.
1: Um, in what everybody is saying, a book we've referenced before, <laughs> you know how people say when you fold your arms, people like, that's you kind of closing yourself off mm. from a conversation. Yeah. Not actually true. You That can be, but it's more context-based. Most of the time when people have their arms folded, it's just because it's very comfortable. Like, you're kind of giving yourself a little hug. Mm. Um, sometimes when people are cold, they fold their arms. When they've had a big meal, they fold their arms. So
0: oh, I don't... love touching my belly.
1: <laughs> so don't think that if someone is folding their arms that they're disinterested in a conversation or in you. That was, like, a key, key discovery from that book.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> I won't. <laughs>
1: anyways, don't know if it drove you crazy. I don't know. A lot of people say that though, like, oh yeah, like when someone folds their arms, they're not really engaged. And it's like, no, that's actually not, not always true. Not always true.
0: The only time it stands out to me is if someone else folds their arms and then I do it too, then I become aware of like, oh wait, now we're both like, I'm going to Now we're both my folding arms. <laughs> our arms.
1: Right. <laughs> I don't yes. know why.
0: It feels weird if, like, multiple people are doing it. Then I, if you want to, like, open my arms.
1: That's back true. Up. You right. could tell who's insecure by, like, who follows the folded arm, like, because they're getting defensive.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. There
0: it's it like, is. oh, that
1: person's folding their arms. I'm going to
0: fold my arms.
1: And then a third person might be like, well, if everybody else is folding <laughs> their arms. <laughs> um,. I'm Diana Pfeiffer.
0: I'm Paige Slaughter.
1: What are we talking about today, Paige? Ageism. Ooh, yeah, good one. Did you pick? Did you pick this one?
0: I. Was it your topic? Well, you wrote. You wrote it. Yeah, my topic for sure.
1: Um, because this one, (laughs) in there's like an ageist dilemma. Ageism is ignored largely. Like by everyone, yeah. It's it's just basically okay to be ageist. Mm-hmm. It's right, like mm-hmm. it's accepted. Um, we like we beat the social justice drum on a lot of things, but not never on age.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody just, cares that much.
1: Why do generations hate each other so much? <laughs> it's such a dog pile.
0: So I went to this talk at a library and. Um, Western Colorado, the other uh, the other town I lived in, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's like the only talk I ever went to. Maybe like went to one other, uh-huh. and it was how to work with like intergeneration, like working together. Yeah, I have no idea why I went to this talk. <laughs> I was trying to remember like what was going on that would make me want to go to that. No idea. Um, but anyway, everyone who attended was older like senior. Oh, except for me. Awesome. <laughs> and so, so did they all
1: ask you questions as the <laughs> representative young person?
0: Well, it became like the whole the whole thing was like harping on millennials.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> so
0: it was like, uh, hi. <laughs> hey, millennial here. <laughs> Wait, it, I don't think we're all like that. <laughs> and also like, isn't this defeating the purpose yeah. of this topic? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, and, like, people <laughs> just were opening a can of worms, like, just right away. This whole topic is a can of worms. Um. There was a, a newspaper article that my dad read to me, like, 10 years ago that was written in the 60s, and it was, like... The The point was, it sounds like it could have been written today. Someone had dug it up and, mm. and put it, put it forth in the news. And it was basically like an article, how the older gener generation, whatever, World War IIers don't understand. And this younger generation, like the baby boomers, like know what's going on and whatever. Like they were the, when they were the young generation. And so, <laughs> um, and it, Essentially, the illustration was every generation has damned the generation previous to it or generations Mm. prior to it, like the older ones, um, in every decade,
0: like
1: (laughs) every generation.
0: As if they messed everything up.
1: Yes, has like cited the mistakes of the previous generations and has idealized their generation as the one who's going to make things better and I think this is a good cycle. I yeah. think this is a great trend. Because what if it was the opposite? You know, we would be in a <laughs> steady state of decline. Um so I think it's good, but <laughs> there are always these like curmudgeons in every generation who just can't let the youngsters be young.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And can't let the old people die peacefully. <laughs> i don't know or like who just like blame them for everything and then damn the generation after that like okay so what are you doing like what's your role i don't know if i don't know if ageism really is like well i guess that's the root of age the of ageism is the generational um uh make, like making an enemy of other generations right
0: yeah, probably. That's like the root of it. I mean, I guess you could be ages towards people who are the same age as you.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? That's true. Okay. But okay.
0: they're probably still just like any other ism, like rooted in the opposites or like coming from like
1: people who are different from you.
0: Right. Like, well, yeah, people who are different perception that you like embody or something. Mm hmm. I don't know. I've already had so many like ageist reactions to this topic. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you first drew it, you were like, yes. It was really exciting. And I was like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> my first thought was like, I mean, I guess we could talk about old people and how they're like left out. <laughs> and yeah. then it was like a day later when like I was complaining to you about my wardrobe not being a good representation of how powerful I am. Yeah. And and you were like, ageism. I was like, oh, it works the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden I was excited right. because it was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. what's going on. It's about <laughs> me after <laughs> all. <laughs> now I like this topic. <laughs>
1: um, I had a sociology professor in college who routinely would say, I love old people. I love them. I think they're great, But blah, <laughs> blah, blah and she was she is to date the only person i've heard say that and i always kind of tried to take that on from her you know like miss yeah you know, brenda sanders if you ever hear this um she was a very influential professor and she the way she loved old people was like how how could you do that you know like how could you love them so much they're so crotchety and this and that and you can name all of these old person stereotypes and like that's not fair you know and so the one thing that she illustrated to me that I took with me forever was that you don't become a certain way when you get old you've always been that way so like the old lady who bakes cookies for everyone was the young woman who baked cookies (laughs) for everyone and the old man who's cranky and crotchety was a young crotchety man, you know, like, you don't just become bitter toward the world. I mean, some people do become bitter, but like your personality doesn't fundamentally change just because you've gotten older. Right. So maybe you're just less
0: afraid to let it out.
1: Yes. Inhibitions certainly drop, that's for sure. And there are some outdated, you know, language and terminology and things Mm. like that, that can make people appear completely racist or bigots or whatever but really they're just like operating within the confines of what was acceptable for their generation and just haven't updated it so
0: yeah it doesn't mean that they
1: fundamentally hate people who look different from them
0: right (laughs) because they look different yeah in the context of well it's like looking at history from either the perspective of now or like trying to empathize with the perspective of them like those are two very different histories that you're going to get
1: um to make it to insert a recommendation here dan carlin's hardcore history podcast i'm not a history buff at all i don't care i you could burn every history book in the world and i'd be like well guess we're starting from scratch like (laughs) hope we don't repeat any mistake don't care but (laughs) but dan carlin's hardcore history x podcast makes you want to like it transports you in time he is an amazing storyteller and it is like rich and vivid and he spends months researching these three or four hour long podcast episodes so so good he did one on public executions like what it was like to go to a public execution in history and you're like oh my gosh we're not far from Removed from that. Like, we're, we are just like those people. We've always, we are all the same, you know, throughout history. So, anyway, that's a, it's a good recommendation. But to narrow the scope a little, (laughs) because ageism, we're not talking about the world at large, but like specifically in a work setting, in a professional setting, Mm -hmm. it comes up a lot. And I think, oh, there are just so many, so many directions that you can go. Um, one thing I want to talk about is like the startup dilemma of a bunch of typically young people coming starting starting a tech company or something let's say, and no managerial like legs beneath them like they don't have um procedural experience like how to set up an h r department or procedure like how to move through um management personnel issues like you kind of need someone with experience and those people tend to be a little bit older but how do you incorporate an older person with managerial experience into a tech company with technology that they don't understand or can use Mm -hmm. so and typically young people don't want to go to an older person to say what would you do that's like just not something that most people do mm-hmm. right <laughs> and then on the other hand i've known a lot of retirees or pensioners who start their own company later after they've had these full careers because they're like i've got all this experience and knowledge like i know how to run a company and their idea sucks or their product sucks or they don't know how to sell to younger generations because they don't speak that language and mm-hmm. so but then they they don't know how to bring in a qualified young person, because they're just seeing young people as interchangeable. Yes. And this is like the fundamental issue with um, diversity and inclusion.
0: Yeah. Is it
1: starts treating people like quotas. We'll just get a woman in here. And you're like, that's not, nope, no, no, (laughs) no one's interchangeable. We are all individuals with individual skills and experiences. You can't just like swap them out. Thomas Sowell had a really good of that he's a, a famous economist and he he kind of brought that up in in one of his books of like mm. now you're just treating people like quotas right and assuming that every person with a certain skin color or a certain gender or certain sexuality has the same experience or age but we overlook that one all the time yeah okay take it away from me <laughs> i've been talking too long
0: well so many things came to my mind. So, like the other reaction I had while you were talking is thinking about Gen Z. Mm-hmm. So they're the one below us. Um, it is really interesting to see differences between people who are just a few years younger, like such major differences, but they're really exaggerated with mm-hmm. the way technology's grown in the last ten years. Yes. Um, yes. Like what? what Gen Zers have grown up with versus, you know, we were like on the cusp of like learning how to type in school, like just like at the tail end. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and so it is like, it's easy to make assumptions and lump people together. Right. Uh, from a marketing perspective, it's really interesting to look to Gen Z always. Like I have some clients whose you know, their target customers are, older Mm -hmm. they're like gen x or boomers um but regardless i believe it's important to look to gen z no matter what because everything trickles right they're gonna be the first ones to try out new platforms to like learn things in a certain way Mm -hmm. and that trickles out throughout all people eventually Mm -hmm. and same i think with Like attitudes towards the world. It's like at first, it's like a new perspective, and you're like, oh, how could you be that way or think that way or see things that way? Right. But if you're open to it, then it's like, hmm, that's interesting. Assume that five years from now, we're all going to be thinking that way, probably. Yeah. So, like, what is there here? Like, what's here that's valuable? Bridge
1: to there now. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Every time I'm around my niece, she's 16. And every time I'm around her, I'm like, "So what's important to your generation?" <laughs> she's like, uh, like no clue because she's you know they're not quite there yet to like recognize that they're a part of a generation and that their generation has like collective values right because um, I didn't really even know have a firm grasp on that till I was in grad school, I would say, so mm-hmm. I was like in my late twenties where I was like." Oh yeah, we do kind of push the social enterprise or we do kind of like do good in the world and do business and make it sustainable. You know, like that kind of thing, like those pushes. Um, And so it makes me wonder, one, how we're going to get it wrong. (laughs) how how Mm -hmm. we are are currently getting it wrong because Gen Z will let us know. Mm -hmm. And what's Gen Z going to do to like stand on our shoulders. Like, well, how are they going to stand on our shoulders and, like, kind of make it better mm-hmm. and improve the next iteration? Uh, so anyways, sorry, to narrow the scope again, um, there's the also the dilemma of you're never old enough to be taken seriously, but then suddenly you're too old to be taken seriously. I don't know where the window is. <laughs> I think it might be, like, 30 five to 45 maybe or maybe 40 are you saying for everyone I don't know I guess so yeah let's try and get a blanket like age range maybe 30 to 40 you'll be taken seriously but younger than that yeah you're not experienced enough older than that you're too old
0: older than 40 you think it's 40 (laughs) well
1: yeah
0: wow (laughs) I guess
1: I mean I don't uh, personally no I don't think Well, personally, yes, maybe I do. Um, (laughs) Because when I think about when I'm basing it off of when people stop learning, when people tend to think I've got it, I don't need a new tool, I don't need more software. I'm good. I'm not going to learn anything else. That's Mm -hmm. where it starts to decline. That's Mm -hmm. where people are like, okay, well, we can't work with you because like we're going to migrate over to this new platform and you have to learn how to use it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like. 40 and up. Unless you are like a techie person. Yeah. That's where it starts to be like,
0: nah, no thanks.
1: I've done it. I've been there. I know what I'm doing. I'm a manager now. I just do personnel stuff. I don't need software.
0: Right. Okay. I would say the caveats for that are, like you said, your willingness to stay, to keep learning. And I think women and men definitely have different age ranges where they'll be taken seriously oh when they're taken seriously okay maybe the age range is the same but I think it depends there's like more weight Hmm. to how how you're perceived like if you're you know if you're a young guy that can be a that can be an asset oh yeah you've got so much
1: potential right as a young woman you have so much to learn right
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's just, a good
1: point. That's just true. And <laughs> that's just true. It's not our opinion. It's a fact.
0: Uh, on the older side of things, probably depends a lot on how you look, really, for men and women. the difference Oh, there.
1: absolutely. Um, if
0: you're still like, if you're in super shape and you have a young face,
1: mm-hmm. as a
0: woman, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, as a man, I think you be 50 and do the gray, whatever, the silver. What's it called?
1: Silver Fox. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. still, you
0: still have that card.
1: Oh boy. Everybody loves a silver Fox. Um, yeah, I think for men, it's less important. I think being good looking is a bonus, but it's not, not as important for yeah. men.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For women, I think it is very important. <laughs> if you're, if you look like a woman who's been at home for a, like if you're just like kind of homely and frumpy at the age of 50, like that's it. You're basically at one foot in the grave. Like, people, people don't. And I've done it, you know. Like, man, especially when I'm criticized by someone over a certain age, I'm like, oh, okay. And I immediately go for the jugular when it's age-related. Immediately.
0: Like, to their face? No, like, no, no,
1: in my head. In your head. Okay? <laughs> like, in, in school, I had, we had to um, do some consulting for Siemens. Uh, which is manufacturing. a manufacturing, very big, very big company, term company. Poorly um, Yeah. Yes, I know. Um, and actually, our professor had a Vietnamese accent, so he would never ha- add the S onto Siemens. And so it was <laughs> really hard to keep a straight face, even at 28. Um, but anyways, we had to present to these outside, you know, folks who like volunteered to come in and review our presentation before we went and gave it to the client. And this freaking guy, this Italian guy, (laughs) would like, every, we had to, there were 11 sections in the presentation, which means 11 different people had to present and they gave feedback after each person. And this one Italian guy just would not shut up about Prezi. He was like, but... (laughs) I just don't like the way your presentation looks. It's very bland. Have you heard of Prezi? It's just really. And we were like, we know what Prezi is. This is a PowerPoint because this is what's supported by the 900 year old computers at our school. <laughs> like every single bit of feedback from that guy was about Prezi. And because I think he had like just gotten a presentation in it and it was like magic to him. <laughs> just like, God, shut up about Prezi. But like. It's stuff like that where, like, a slightly older person will be like, have you heard of this? And you're like, yeah, we invented it. Like, <laughs> oh, have I heard of the internet? Yeah. Thanks. You idiot. Takes a long time to put that together and you have to pay for it. And we're all poor college students. <laughs> and honestly, it gives me seasickness. So. Oh, my gosh. It makes me so motion sick. I hate Prezi. <laughs> the first time I got a presentation in that, I was like, Okay. I don't know what you did to this PowerPoint, but it is terrible. <laughs> it's like I am not on a roller coaster right now. <laughs> I don't care that we're zooming in and out of titles. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um what's the other thing that I have? Um okay, so here's one. So learning and using new technology is something that like younger people tend to be better at because we were like raised in the tech age. But understanding the principles that underlie that technology is especially important. And that's not always something that we have
0: principles like what?
1: Um, So in my field, um, R is a particularly popular tool, software tool. So R, R yeah. So R is like, It's like used for data analysis, data science, things like that. R is uh, software that's built on top of like statistical principles Mm -hmm. and analysis. So if you're a statistician, you you're fine. Like you don't need R because you can do all the math that R does. But kids just learn R and they don't learn statistics. So when they interpret results. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they miss like critical information or inconsistencies because they're not, they don't know the math behind it. Mm -hmm. And they're just like reading what's on the screen. Whereas like a statistician like doesn't need to use the tool to do the math because they know how to do it, Mm -hmm. but they will get like much richer insights. But a person hiring where it's like must know R, people are hiring for R and not the principles under R. That underlie it. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of technology in the world and tools and software packages that people are like, you need to be able to learn how to do this. And you're like, yes, but I can also think, you know, like, but that's not good enough. Like, no, no, we want specifically you to check this box. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, I'm telling you that I could have written this program, you know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. So, so that can be like kind of a catch for mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. in terms of generationally understanding like what someone's capabilities are versus just like oh well but you don't know this one thing that we want you to know Hmm. specifically
0: so that's interesting to like if you were the one hiring or you know building a team or whatever you might want to understand how different different generations might fit into a role because then you could see the full gamut of like what traits and skills would be helpful mm-hmm. and then erase the generational lens. Yeah. And then you can hire for the actual personalities and, and skill set. Yes.
1: Right. But if, the and that's kind of like, that's like a hiring issue, but also an age issue of like, do you know what the skills are required for this? And most of the time, no, people don't mm-hmm. like, Sometimes it's cut and dry, but not always, you know? And so <sighs> hiring for skills that we're getting like, we're getting some scope creep here. Cause like it just involves so much. So what do you have for this topic? This podcast is sponsored by the Stapers Group. It's a personal cybersecurity company located here in the Valley that can protect your family and all their devices, your private estates, or simply teach you how to use tools like a password manager and antivirus software. Check them out at www.stabers.com. That's S T A B E R S.com.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Fruition Studio, a marketing company based out of Carbondale, Colorado, that serves entrepreneurs and small businesses through heart centered creative. Whether you need your marketing done for you or you're looking for a coach to help take you to the next level, visit FruitionStudio.com. Well, so my story was unraveling, like, when we pulled it and then since then. So we pulled the topic last week. Yeah. Um, and I didn't make the connection, like I said, until you, like, shouted it out. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> um, so I came to you about my clothes, like, feeling or, like, my general perception. Like, mm-hmm. how do I align? We've talked about personas before. Yes. A lot. But like, how do (laughs) how do I align like who I am and how I like to express myself with like the kind of impact I want to make and the kind of like the way that I want to be perceived by people? Yeah.
1: So to be more specific, how do you have your because your personal style is like very hip, very fashionable, very California, very Northern California.
0: Is it still? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, very Northern California. Ten years.
1: And so around here, people see you. And your clothes and you're so young and so youthful and you're not to be taken seriously. Even though people don't dress nicely around here, the way you dress is very different from everybody. And therefore it's like, eh, we can't respect that because it's not a universal like right standard of business casual or dress up. You know, like if you were wearing a suit every day. People would know you weren't from here, but they wouldn't see you as a professional. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But you're dressing in a way that is, like, very region-specific. And as a result, people are interpreting your personal style as not someone who is, like, a consummate professional.
0: Right. Because if you're just wearing running shorts and, you know, a sun shirt, You can make the assumption, oh, well, she's just off to the river after work. That's why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So,
0: you know, she probably would be wearing some professional attire. (laughs) Just when that would be, I don't know, because nobody does it.
1: No one does it. Something you had mentioned, though, too, was that men can dress in board shorts and a T-shirt and still be taken seriously, but women cannot do that. And I, I had so. never thought about that, but you're but you're right.
0: I hadn't really thought about it much either until recently. But I I I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like belly shirts.
1: Right. I do. Specifically the midriff. I that's just fun. love
0: I just love them. Yeah. They make me happy. But yeah. I but I'm aware that like, okay, I'm twenty nine. It's like almost time where I like <laughs> Can't wear them anymore. Yeah, I oh, sure. mean, I can't. I told you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but like, it's a different thing at that point. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, you're just thinking about you're.
1: It's a it's a maturity thing, right? Because you can say you can dress however you want, and that's totally true. But it's also good to be aware of like really specific messages are communicated by specific clothing items. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Right. It's not a body thing or an expression no. thing. It's a like, yeah, this means something different. Yeah.
1: Even if you wore a, ba- ba- a belt with a huge buckle on it, that's communicating something about you. You know, like it's not necessarily promiscuous or whatever, but like everything communicates something footwear, ha- headwear, you know, eyewear, everything.
0: Right. Okay, so my um this is a tangent. My my drama slash English teacher in middle school, who's a fantastic teacher. I don't remember his name. Oh bummer. Um, but he he also directed the play Moby Dick, the musical. Uh, so you could all piece those okay. things together. Um, one day in class, it's like one of the few things I remember from from any middle school class. But he's like. School, what you know, dress code was like a big deal. Uh-huh. No spaghetti straps for girls. I don't know if they do they. Is that a rule still? Mm, in some schools, yeah, yeah. Um, your shorts have to go down to your fingertips. Yeah. Super annoying if you have long arms. Like totally,
1: totally. Um, <laughs> yep, you got those
0: gorilla arms. Uh, they don't make shorts <laughs> that long, but okay, uh, I'll just wear jeans and it's a hundred degrees outside. Um. And my spaghetti shirt is distracting, but his, (laughs) two boys, his point
1: was, you're keeping the boys from learning math and (gasps) science, young young lady, shoulders, (laughs) put those shoulders away.
0: His point was like, well, faculty, you know, they like to say it's not appropriate for school. It's not appropriate. And like, you hear that as a kid and you're like, whatever, like,
1: yeah. Stop trying to crush my my personality.
0: Yeah. Individualism. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, appropriate is not bad. It's just like if you wear a swimsuit, like to the grocery store, or if you wear a, a long, like a long sleeve, long pants to the beach. Yeah. Like it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just not appropriate for the setting. Yeah. And that was like a, Oh.
1: Like, oh, I get it. As now. a you know, a true like, teacher. Okay, like a true teacher.
0: This spaghetti strap isn't wrong. Yeah, this creepy like faculty member who made girls bend over to see if their shorts were too short. Very real person. Holy cow! Definitely happened. Ew. Super gross. Ew. Uh, all those things lumped Do together. Do you remember his name? No. Oh, we should say it. God, No, but I know he <laughs> lasted more than a year, which is gross. very gross. Um, But, like, so all these things we woven together, like, it's not appropriate, you're distracting boys, you have yes. spaghetti straps, right? right? Like, he, he, he was like, no, 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 it's, it's not reframed, Right. And so, anyways, oh. I think that's really cool. So, <laughs> so, back to the conversation, is you're putting out, like you said, you're putting out a message no matter what your intention is. If right. If you don't understand the context. Yeah. You can't just pretend you don't understand, right? The and you can't just say I can do whatever I want. Of course you can. People don't have to f- obey the law either.
1: You can do whatever you want. Just there, we all know that there are certain consequences to things, and like experience teaches us that. And so, like, yes, yeah, some of those consequences are—I <laughs> was going to say inappropriate, but like—are are not it you know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not equivalent, but like not, um, proportionate. Thank you. Proportionate. Oh, there it is. Um, (laughs) What's the amount something equal to the other amount of something else in a rough ratio? Um,
0: (laughs) um, no, I forgot what I was talking about. So go, go for it. The consequences might not be proportionate to the action, but they're still there. Thank
1: you. You can't like
0: just ignore them. <laughs> well said, so succinct. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. And so that is why I'm thinking about my belly shirts.
1: <laughs> Bring it back. Um right, cause even though you look super fly in them and they're so cool and fun and make you feel good, you know how the world views a belly shirt and especially people older than you, people mm-hmm. younger than you might be like, wow, Paige is so cool. And like, this is the new professional, you know, but like, right. They don't decide your future really, or your business clientele or whatever, you know,
0: <laughs> that's why I love. I mean, I think that's why I love talking about personas so much yeah. on this show. And in general, is like, because it mat, it's real. Like yeah. you're doing it every day. You're. It's like let's zoom out and look at the big picture. What actually matters to me? Yeah. All this petty stuff, like all these little things. If you're too stubborn, well, I just I don't care about that. I have to be myself. Right. Are you being yeah. yourself? Because yeah. like, if this is keeping you from what you're trying to do in the world, or like in your life, or in your being, like. Yes. That's probably not that authentic. Yeah. Or, or yourself
1: kind of sucks and maybe it's not helping you achieve your goals. <laughs> Change.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: <sighs> Evolve is a better word. Yeah. Evolve. Yeah. Evolve.
0: Right. Let go. There
1: you go. Maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I told so, my dad, you know, I, a classic teenager. Like, my dad drove me to school for like, I mean, till I got my license. So we had a lot of talks on the way and um he w- I would be like, I don't care what other people think. I don't care what anyone thinks. Thinking that was like the right thing to say to your father. Like, don't worry, dad, I don't care what other people think. He was like, Well I was like, ugh, I'm wrong again. You know, <laughs> like, no, you should you should care a little bit about what people think. Like, not so much that you change who you are or compromise like your fundamental beliefs, but yeah. like actually you do need to care what other people think because it's other people's perception of you. That's going to like make your life easier or harder basically. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm crippled with insecurity about what other people think.
0: Is is that that I was bluffing. (laughs) I care a lot about what people think. What do you think? Is that
1: right? (laughs) Is that right? Is that the right answer? Um, (laughs) But like, but we all do. Right. Because someone tells you a story and they're like, Expecting a certain reaction, and you don't know how you're supposed to react. You won't just react genuinely. You're like, oh, I can tell they want a certain reaction, but is it a good one or a bad one? And you kind of waffle a little bit sometimes. Or they tell you something, and you're like, wow, really? And they're like, well, no, it's bad. And you're like, oh, ugh, (laughs) just kidding. That's awful. (laughs) You like have to like immediately go back on it. (laughs) So, so it's like, it's it's okay, you know, it's a natural thing, but like. I don't know, it matters it matters a lot. So, what have you what what's your um resolution here for the for the ageism based on your clothing? Well, have you noticed people acting differently toward you? Um or treating you differently because of how you're dressed?
0: No. I will I don't think it's that. I mean, I don't like I would say I still have always like been conscious of what I'm wearing and where I'm going. Yeah. The thing is, like, I could be walking downtown going to go get a drink and, like, run into some, you know, so it's, oh, like, right? it's becoming, like, a. I don't have an office to go to. Right. I mean, I have my studio, but I'm the only one here. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> it's not It's not like I've been showing up in, you know, my pajamas or right. my swimsuit or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's just something I'm, you know, as I, I'm always thinking about, like, well, what's the next you know what's the next step for me and who I like want to be in the context of what I want to achieve yeah and i think yeah that's been on my mind lately is like well how am i how am i showing up yeah like, how am i showing up in my speech in my confidence in my presentation
1: yeah i think the play here you just said something that made me help me understand the situation a little better Because it's like, it's not how you dress at work. It's how you're dressing outside of work where you might run into somebody who is from work. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a much easier way to shift in your favor because you should dress very conservative at work. You should overcompensate by dressing like very conservative, very like traditionally professional or whatever at work. And then... You just, like, let it loose when you're not in a work setting. So then when they see you, they're like, now you're, now you have layers of complexity rather than, oh, I didn't realize she was a little flucy or whatever. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize she was a young child. And then it, then it becomes like, wow, such depth Paige has <laughs> that she can be professional by day and let loose at night, you know, like... <laughs> That's a lot easier. That's like, that's, that's working in your favor. In fact, there's intrigue, there's mystique, and then they see you in your daytime professional attire again. And then they're like, hmm, wow, (laughs) so different, you know, such range. See,
0: that's interesting. I I like that. Um, Because my thinking around it was like, I'm always kind of at work, and Mm -hmm. I'm always like, not at work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Drawing that line, yeah. Put those boundaries in for yourself, right? It's it was never in my mind like a nine to five, you know, not like a clear cut, right. but it still could, you know, I could probably sort that out. Yeah, you could definitely
1: put like a six p.m. after six, out like the change, game on, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> because the other thing, if it were me, right, if I'm seeing if I'm seeing a woman or a man by day, and they're like buttoned up professional. I'm not thinking, whoa, what a stiff. But then if I see them, and especially in your work, because you're like very sincere and genuine with people, they, they probably feel like they know you really well, better than they do, perhaps. So then they see you in this completely other format. And then it's like, whoa, I guess I don't know Paige as well as I thought in a good way. And then like, w- wow, well, what else is she into? You know, like for me, it would be very intriguing I, it would immediately create this like very appealing aura around that person like i'd have to know more about them
0: i like it yeah
1: Ray on sister
0: and just like for <laughs> visual effect when we when we're saying like all out and whatever <laughs> what else we say? let loose i don't <laughs> know loose. i'm talking about like jelly platforms <laughs> Like a sequence. We'll put something on Instagram.
1: Oh, we should do professional page and party page. Oh yeah! All right, cool.
0: <laughs> Excellent. A side by side. So to bring this story full circle, I was like lamenting to my sister about. This.
1: Can I do a party professional Diana and party? Yeah, Diana? I want to. Oh, see but I'm that. so fat and pregnant Great, right now. Even better. Ugh, that's weird. None of my none of my party clothes fit. <laughs> Forget it. I'm too insecure. We're just going to do pish. <laughs> we
0: could do a professional party, Diana. I
1: would just look like a white Pregnancy. trash pregnant
0: woman. <laughs> we can do a, a version two post-pregnancy. Okay. I'll have to really get in shape for then that. Then you have four layers <laughs> instead of two.
1: <laughs> that is something. So ageism, not so much. But like when you're pregnant, the whole world treats you differently. <laughs> You are not, you're not evil. You're not mean. You're like this maidenly innocent, you know,
0: <laughs> being. Told this
1: before. <laughs> it's like someone should adorn you with a flower crown every time you walk out your door. And it's really hard in a professional setting to like play a hardball or negotiate or like do anything that's like aggressive as a pregnant, as a visibly pregnant woman. <laughs> it's caused a lot of contracts to go south. 'Cause people are like really turned off by a pregnant woman who's like got an attitude, you know. Like, they want you to be something different.
0: <laughs> I'm confused. Overload. Yeah. Go away.
1: Yeah. I don't like you. Come
0: back later. <laughs> when your belly's flat.
1: Ugh, anyway. Okay. So we didn't really accomplish much in this, but what are our what are our parting
0: well, I was going to, okay, I'm going to bring my story full circle. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I thought you were done. Um, putting so, you in a box. No, I was I was lamenting to my sister. Oh, right. Sorry. And then she's like, oh, well, there's this girl on TikTok. And what she does, she goes to thrift stores, like, all day, every day. And uh-huh. then she puts these, like, outfit packages together for people. Nice. And I'm, like, super intrigued by that. And so I look at her little videos, and she, you know, she has, like, a great style.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And perfect example, Jen Zer just started a thriving business on TikTok, probably doesn't care much about the structure or the scaling or the profit margin, you know, right. like she's just like, and this, I picked, I'm giving her this, like she told me that her style was this way. I'm giving her this top with these bottoms, like she's doing a video. Yeah. Don't, she, she is like, whatever. Yeah, So that's like the negative quality I think people perceive about Gen Z. Uh-huh. But it's so obvious that that's going to be what completely like creates forward motion for everyone collectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like the superpower of that generation. Yes. Whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just do it. I don't need your rules and plans and procedures. Cool. And It's so appealing. It is appealing because it gets in a lot of people's way. Oh, you've got to have this. You got to have a cap table. What's a cap table? You got to have P and L. What's P and L? Like all these things that turn people off immediately. Way to go,
0: Gen Z. I'm fu- I fully support you. <laughs> That's a space workplace. You
1: found us here. Now click subscribe so we can keep filling your ear holes and get us on Instagram at a workplace podcast.
0: What workplace? Not a no.